The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Welcome to Minding My Black Business. All right, family. Welcome to the Minding My Black Business podcast. And today we have with us um, a returning guest. I was about to call you a special guest. I mean, you're special, mm-hmm. but you're also returning. Mm-hmm. I'm back. Yes. Andrew is back, y'all. Every, everybody's back. favorite. Yes. Everybody's favorite. Everybody's favorite. Everybody loves Andrew. Mm-hmm. So today we decided that we would do a podcast and doing an end of the year black wrap up. <laughs> yeah. See if we can get this thing just a little more blacker, right? So <laughs> there's some things that have occurred um, in these good 11 months. And I say that because it is November 30th. Tomorrow we will we will march right into December. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are some things that have been happening for a while. But we're going to stick with 2017. There are some things yet to happen. Right. So we anticipate even between the time we're recording and the time that this airs. Some more racism. Some more madness mm-hmm. uh, will occur. And unfortunately, we won't be able to cover that. But we'll have to bring Andrew back. We will. We'll cover it like okay. 2018. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. I'll be back. Yeah. So, but for the time being, we're just going to stick with what's been happening up until now. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you for coming back, Andrew. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Of course. Excited. Let's do this. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) All right. So, I guess we'll have to start with January. Specifically, was it January 20th? Is that when our lives changed? (laughs) Uh, Yep. (laughs) January 20th was uh, the official handing over. And then, yeah. The transition of power. Our president um, um, gets into the Air Force One. No, not Air Force. The helicopter, whatever the name of that yeah. is, and goes he's on to Chicago. Lazy. No, they went to. They went on vacation. Yeah, he's living they, his best life. Uh, yeah, on vacation. Him, Michelle, and first grandma, mm-hmm. and Bo, and their dog. <laughs> the other dog, Coco's. Is that Coco? I don't think the dog named Coco. <laughs> <laughs> that is a real black dog. Yeah, name. I don't know. Why. <laughs> I don't think it's Coco, but I did have a dog named Coco. Did you? So that's really funny to me. I thought it was Coco. Okay, so it's not Coco. No, it wasn't Socks. That was somebody else's cat. What's dog name? I feel like I got to Google this now because that's... I don't know. I'm going to be stuck on the fact that this dog is not named Coco. It was a dog. The dog left. <laughs> now there are no more... Pets Sasha and Sasha and Right, Malia. right. The Her first own. president did not have pets, right? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. So. Which is good. I I can appreciate that. What's good about it? Because I feel like the the animal might be neglected. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> what would make you say that? <laughs> because I feel like in order to have a pet, you have to have a little of... Uh, empathy and uh-huh. attentiveness to things outside of yourself mm. 
Um, a level okay. of consistency. Mm. A level of care. Okay. And I just feel like um, the people who inhabit this current situation, um, from my perspective. From your perspective. Don't reflect some of those things. But, you know. Okay. That's just from the basics of what I know about these people, um, which is only what I see and what they tweet uh, at yeah. us all. And the fake news, what they put out there And the as fake well. news. Mm-hmm. So we did lose, I mean, not really lose the first black president. Wait, they still, they in Chicago now, I mean, living their best life? Legally, he mm-hmm. couldn't be president. All cocoa buttered up and stuff, just, oh. He, he couldn't be president anymore. There was no way to do it. Yeah. So what... What impact do you think that that had? So there's two parts because we lost him and then we gained something else. <laughs> so what impact? I'm not do you talking think? about that. I'm talking about what we lost. Okay, let's talk about what we lost. Well, so okay, so that for me, a couple of things come to mind, and the first and foremost, like mm. the imagery of just like seeing them out doing stuff like regular stuff like i had taken in retrospect now i see how much i took for granted mm-hmm. um like the amount of times we would hear like the the state of the union or whenever there was any sort of um discourse about um a decision that was being made in congress or even a disagreement about what the president was trying to do or an executive order that was being passed. like i at some point, I started to not pay attention to those things. Like, mm-hmm. oh, whatever. Um, and I think part of that was because there was a level of trust. Mm-hmm. And even if it might be a decision that I might not agree with, I didn't feel like it was going to affect my day-to-day. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, well, whatever. Uh, you know, they'll do what they need to do to, to whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need to do what I need to do to, to manage my day-to-day life. And so... Um, I just realized now that there is sort of like this constant, it's a level of hypervigilance that I live with now that I thought that I had before around some other stuff um, that is just permeating everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I realized I didn't have it before. There was a level of comfort and trust. Um, so, so it's like fear now. It's a constant. Constant fear. So yeah, fear is the baseline. <laughs> okay. Is a baseline. I don't think like a fear like pack, pack, pack my bag, like mm. make sure that the gas tank is full, mm. like <laughs> like fight or flight. <laughs> what do they call those folks? Uh, preppers. Those, yeah, those uh, survivalists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like I need to get on some <laughs> canned food tip, like <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, so there was a level of comfort <clears throat> and trust mm-hmm. that. Um, I feel like sort of flew away with them as they left. And then I'm thinking about like my godson who is about to turn 11. Like from his conscious memory, that has been the only president he's known. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been the first family all he's, all he's known. So now he's having to make sense of this new president and some of the decisions. And, um, and not that he's like sitting there watching CNN or whatever. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. The point is, like, I, I wonder what it's like for him to just sort of all your life, like, that's who's been in charge. Mm-hmm. And then it changes. And then just sort of watching the adults in your life respond differently or talk mm-hmm. about the presidency differently um, than they had been 
um, up until that point. Well, that's good as far as representation mm-hmm. goes, that that's what he first saw. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he knows that that's possible. If he wanted to be in that role, mm-hmm. um, you know, until he looks in the history books and he sees, sees everything that came <laughs> before, before that. that. But up until he opens up a history book, I'm pretty he's sure got to he feel pretty good point. at it. <laughs> he's in fifth grade. Okay. He's yeah, I think that's when you start taking history. history. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. So his dream's been shattered. <laughs> But we're trying to hold on to that black boy joy. Okay. Um, But it's hard, though. It's hard as adults to be like, oh, it's going to be great. And you can be anything and everything. And, you know, the word is your oyster. And, yeah. Okay. So, anyway. So, fear. (laughs) Right. Okay. Cool. Okay. My sense of security went away January 20th, 2017. Okay. The peace that I had. What about for you? Um, I think what really happened was that our eyes got opened. Mm-hmm. Um, well, some people's eyes got opened um, regarding, um, you know, in reality, how much progress we've made as a country. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like by Obama being elected, a lot of people we're like okay that's that's what it was going to take for everything to be equal Mm -hmm. um and that's what it's going to take for um us to forget everything that's happened to the past and in the past and finally say okay we're we're moving forward um as as a country what people are you referring to um people i mean people in general i think that there's people of all different races and backgrounds that feel like you know, we are making progress um, as a nation and seeing these events that happen as sort of outliers as opposed to as the truth and reality for a lot of people every single um, day. And so I know even for myself, seeing a black president was like, OK, America's making progress. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in reality, what ends up happening is it's just that sort of like a mask, mm-hmm. like it's that little bit of okay we'll give you this okay no more racism Mm -hmm. everything's all good nope you can't say that's racist anymore we got a black resident right now no we voted for one of you so um and i think it kind of gave people um an excuse or something to just validate that we had made this progress Mm. um and i do feel like if there's any other president besides the one that we have in office right now yeah. Um, that mask would have continued to be on the face of this country. Mm. Um, and even potentially Hillary's presidency um, could have, you know, added to that. To, to the that, mask. Yeah, to the mask. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we are making progress and, and moving forward. Yeah, we did two um, new things in a row. Yeah, like, hey, okay, we got this one out the way. Let's let's elect the woman, you know. Then we go back to the white, next, you know, the white man. Go back to a white man for a little bit, and then you know, a black woman. You know, we'll, we'll get a black woman. Right. And so, I feel like had she won, um, you know, it, it would have been a great thing. You know, once again, talking about representation, about um, you know, having a, a, a woman as a president, but. I still, I still do feel, do feel like, like it might have continued to mask, mask that, that 
um, you know, put on that mask that we were really making more progress. Um, yeah, and I think because of this president that we currently have, that's opening a lot of people's eyes. Like, nope, you thought we were here as a country. No, this is this is where we really are because it's really anti Obama. It's anti whatever progress we thought. Yeah, it, it it really feels like for me like every anti uh, like white is right and everything else is wrong. Like mm-hmm. uh, as it relates to not just race but everything from socioeconomic class to um, geography to religion to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this has been. An exhausting eleven months. Yeah, I'm tired. It's been a lot. I take more naps now. It's been a lot. I don't take naps, but I probably should. That might help. It might help with that feeling of fear. You can only maintain that just fall asleep. Just pass out. It's too much. I just need to sleep. Tip. Yeah. So that was the first big thing. Yes. Um, we had to let that go. We, we believe. And so, so much has happened this year. That we sat down and we tried to make a list. It was just like a bullet point um, list in Microsoft Word and it was two pages. Yeah. And we, uh, so we just picked a few to talk about. Right. Because so we can't talk about it. So there's, there's a lot happening right now. Right. This moment. Yes. As we speak. <laughs> Um, so very much. So Obama leaving yes. was the first, first major mm-hmm. thing that happened. Right, the end of the first black presidency. Yep. Um, first black family. Um, yeah. So then after that, we had um, the movie um, Get Out. Mm-hmm. I know we talked a lot about that. Yep. Yep. I actually just saw it like a couple months ago, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't see it at the movies. Um, I don't know how I saw it. I don't remember how I saw it now. That's totally it has gone out of my head. But I didn't catch it when it was in the movies, so it wasn't Redbox. I don't know what happened. Bootleg. It wasn't bootleg. <laughs> Maybe it was. Um, on demand. Maybe I must have been at home. Maybe it was on demand. Mm-hmm. Okay. I promise you it was. <laughs> I wouldn't do you like that. But I did see it. Okay. That's the point. That's the point. So I did see it. So I know that we have some the points in which we agree on this movie. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> points in which we have some very different um, takeaways or opinions about certain things. Yeah. Yeah. So, what was your overall overall impression of the movie Get Out? Um, it was frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it was very, very well done. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was just so much um, symbolism in the movie mm-hmm. that whether it was intentional or not i know a lot of times you know directors 
are intentional and writers are intentional about what they put in movies and right. then sometimes people just start making these theories up and making these connections like ah, this is what he was trying to say um but i think it did a really good job just showing how white people are problematic to quote you <laughs> That is, that, is, that is something I said, yeah. 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 Okay. It was, it's just so much. It is a lot. It's just, it's just so much it is symbolism in the movie. I, so, yeah, there was, and we're going to talk about this in a minute, but from the very first scene in the apartment, I mm. was having a reaction all the way to the very last scene. Like... I was constantly having a re- reaction. Mm-hmm. Maybe I did watch this in a movie. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, because <laughs> I was thinking like there was something preventing me from like talking to the screen. So maybe I was uh, okay. in a movie theater. Well, maybe other people were there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but I just sort of, yeah, it was provocative. It was timely. It was also exhausting mm-hmm. um, to sort of see some things reflected on screen that you that for me, I feel like I walk around with um, mm. to sort of see it materialize before me. Um, and then to sort of hear other people's reaction even after the movie about some things that they picked up on mm. and what I picked up on. Um, so there are moments and points of feeling validated and then other moments of being like, but did you catch that though? That mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like you were saying, whether I created my own conspiracy theory yeah, or not. Yeah. <laughs> But I, at the end of all that, even though with that sort of strong reaction, I enjoyed it. Like, I, like that was a part of it that felt like, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you for doing that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for showing that in a way that, um, like, you know, the amount of energy it would take for all black people to walk around and talk to all white people and explain that dynamic that you, <laughs> that you did brilliantly in a movie. Um, like, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And um, I'm, do ready, you feel I'm ready like, for the follow-up. Do you feel like white people got the, like, fully understood? Um, so well, what impact do you do you think the movie had? So all white people aren't the same, Andrew. Oh, I know that. <laughs> I know. That's I'm aware saying. of that. <laughs> I know. I'm do you think that so some white people... <laughs> so, um, what was the question? What impact do you feel <laughs> like the movie had? Oh, so, so for you, you know, you were like, thank you for, right. for I appreciate that. you know, showing this. Right. But do you feel like everyone caught on to the symbolism no. or was like, oh, I get what he's trying to no. depict. And, okay. So I say thank you because it felt validating. And so, but for me, it only felt validating because of the things that either I've experienced or felt or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a context um, that doesn't transcend it. Like it, it's not like a universal context of what it means to be invisible mm-hmm. or to be targeted or a combination of those things, um, to be disenfranchised, to be, you know. Uh, so, so that's what I mean. So no, I don't think, um, I think to go back to one of your, previous questions I don't think white people walked away feeling like ah 
such as the black experience. I get mm. it. I am the oppressor. I'm sorry. I don't. Like, I don't think that they walked away. Okay. Like that. Um, so what's the point of the movie then? You do we need to bring? Let's call him. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm saying that, um, you know, I, I think it was good, and I think there's a lot of times where you might have to be more direct and even as even if you're as direct as you can be mm-hmm. you know people can choose to listen right. um or not listen right. but to me just with the symbolism in the movie mm-hmm. i'm wondering what um you know the white people took away from watching that mm-hmm. movie and whether they did have that you know aha moment like okay this is all making sense you know okay this is the black experience in america or okay this is a good movie mm-hmm. next well so isn't that like part of like the privilege of like you have to sort of consciously what so i don't know if i knew what to expect mm-hmm. when i before i watched the movie i knew that people liked it mm-hmm. i don't think i knew why either they told me I wasn't listening or I didn't hear the detail. I don't know. But I knew that there was buzz. I'm going to use that phrase. And so, I don't necessarily put the responsibilities on movies to enlighten white people. Uh, (laughs) I think, though, there are moments when I have um, experiences with entertainment, whether that's a movie or a TV show, mm-hmm. in which I feel like a personal experience has has been displayed, and I feel validated by that. Um, so, for me, it's less about what white people took away from it, and more about feeling like here's another piece of uh, entertainment that I can digest Mm -hmm. that feels familiar, that feels affirming. um, And not only do I appreciate it, other people appreciate it too. And we can have a discourse about stuff in some ways that are light because there was some some parts of the movie that were lighthearted. But in some ways that are very... Like, if we really think about what the movie was talking about, that stuff is heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, I've, I've gone so far off what I'm trying to get. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so I think the, the, the major point I'm trying to make is I don't think that I consider white people in my consumption of this movie. Um, Why not? You don't walk around considering white people. You about That's to make rude. It. <laughs> <laughs> For the most part, the my major thought when it comes to white people when I'm out in the world is about my own safety or the safety of people around me mm-hmm. and not necessarily how they're thinking and feeling. White people, I mean. Mm-hmm. Not the people that I care about. And not... So anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I don't, I don't think that that was part of my consideration um, at that time. And I don't think that I've had major conversations with 
white folks that are in my circle about the movie. Like, mm. maybe one? I, I, I know for sure one, but I don't think it's going to be. A, and I have no urge to do it. Like, I don't, mm. don't want to hear about what you thought. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Why not? Um, cause you might say something that made me mad and then okay. I'm not interested in being mad. Um, so, <laughs> or you may say something that I find is dismissive and then that sort of mm. creates the whole thing all over again. Um, or if I feel like I have to try to convince you about how that white girl was dangerous from the very beginning, which we're going to talk about in a minute, mm. then, <laughs> then like that's frustrating. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I think part of it too, I think with a lot of things that come out that touch on that, that topic or touch on the topic of um, race or even other areas where there's power and privilege mm -hmm. involved is that, you know, here's this product that puts out this message, mm -hmm. um, but are people taking away what they're supposed to take away mm -hmm. from it? So are they looking, you know, as a white person looking at this movie and say, saying, oh, man, those people are really racist, and, mm -hmm. you know, or are they able to identify and connect with it and say, you know, oh, I get it. That's about I see me. Or that's about me. Family. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that that's about it's not about those, you know, alt right, KKK, neo Nazi mm -hmm. um, groups. It's about well-meaning white people mm -hmm. um so white people who aren't intending to come across a certain way or mm -hmm. who feel um like they have someone else's best interest in mind when in reality that's not what it they dangerous yeah it, it is it's dangerous um and it's it's frightening yes so I, to me i wondered if the and i always wonder this too if the people who really need to hear some of these things and see some of these things are hearing and seeing them mm -hmm. and making that connection. So have you had conversations with folks about this movie besides me? I know you have. That are white. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Really? Not, not to the level of, not the conversation that needs to be had. Well, what conversation are you having? <laughs> so there's like, a, there's like surface level conversations. Like, okay, this was a good movie. These were some of the themes. But then there's like that deeper, you know, this is what it means for me and my experience. So there's that other level of vulnerability of, okay, I see myself in this character, you know, in this character, and this is the role that you play in this character, and this is how I feel. Mm -hmm. um, so to me, and that's sort of what I wondered too regarding this movie's impact was, wow, this is such a great conversational piece. Mm -hmm. Are we having that conversation? <laughs> I think so. we are, but in our protected circles that feel safe. Mm -hmm. But it, however those look like. Yeah. And for me, they don't include white people. Man. <laughs> that's cold. I mean, that's that's real. <laughs> that's the truth of it. <laughs> that's man and my black people. True. Yeah. True. Because I don't know what you're going to say. You might say something offensive and then I have to fight my urge to 
you know, think rationally versus responding out of emotion. Mm-hmm. And when I just would rather get into the heart of the matter. Yeah. So when when at what point in the movie did you Okay, so you know I gotta talk about this, the relationship <laughs> between the two main characters. Yeah. And I didn't like it <laughs> from the, from the very first <laughs> scene. Uh-huh. Let me tell you why I didn't like it, and and I think I shared this with you because I felt like um, the yeah I don't remember these characters' names, which is awful because I probably should have looked it up. Yeah. Um, but the young lady in the in the movie mm-hmm. was very dismissive of her partner. So what I mean by that is so he would bring up these concerns about their trip, upcoming mm-hmm. trip to her parents' house um, and question her about what level of prep, so to yeah, speak, yeah. has she um, given her parents and her family about who he is, the fact that he's a black man. Mm-hmm. And I think in her attempts to be reassuring that everything is going to be fine was what she was saying, but for me, it was coming across as your concerns are not valid, mm. whatever. And that made me mad. <laughs> it made me mad. And I stayed mad the whole movie. <laughs> and I felt like she was responsible from the very beginning of putting him in danger. And so mm. I just was mad. Even when they got pulled over um, by the cop, which made me think, this is the end of the movie because he gonna get shot. Mm. And she gonna be fine. And she gonna drive home, and he gonna be on side of the road. Like mm-hmm. it just, I just felt like so. This is a weird way to end the movie, but you know, <laughs> twelve minutes, <in>. right? <laughs> the shortest movie ever. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I just remember feeling like he is not safe mm-hmm. from the very beginning. Well, you know, mind negating the fact that we had this moment at the very, very beginning of the movie where this young black man's walk the street, and something happens. So, yeah. <laughs> That's that's scary. Yeah, just just from the just from the start. From the, right from the yeah. moment go, but because you can relate to that, you know, being in a neighborhood that mm-hmm. you're like, uh, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I need to get out of here. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Um, so funny thing was actually last night. You I was it uh, no. Oh. <laughs> I had a client. He's like, you know who you look like? He's like that guy from Get Out. Really? Yeah. I was like, huh. oh, thank you. <laughs> so what you trying to tell I, me? I appreciate it. Do I need to get yeah, out? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, so I, it took me a while to see the movie, um, primarily. I got a two-year-old. Yeah, um, that does make So I haven't been in the... <laughs> Actually, the last movie I saw in theaters was mm-hmm. 12 Years a Slave. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so that was a few years ago. It was. Um, but I had heard from people like, this is your life. You need to watch this movie. This is the story of your life. Um, so I was interested in it, um, you know, being in an interracial relationship and I I saw the previews for it last year and it just looked really, really good. Yeah. Um, and so I was excited to watch it and, you know, trying to stay away from all the spoilers and, and everything. For the most part, 
I did a good job. Okay. People are like, you need to see it. You That's need impressive. to see it. Um, and so I saw it. And so I didn't have that same reaction to that white woman that you did. So from the start of their relationship, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's mm -mm. cute. Nah. Hey, love. Hey, love. They look just like me. Me and my wife. Um, I think part of that, too, which is really the whole point of the movie, is the fact that she was, quote, unquote, woke. Um, and so to me, it was like, okay, she's woke. She gets it. She understands the struggle. She stood up for him with the police. Um, you know. See, I feel like she was going to get him shot. Not that she was standing up, but she was antagonizing the police. And I think that's a whole other thing in terms of my own relationship with the police. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I... uh yeah, I, I trust, I trusted her. She let me down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so even that, even that moment they had, um, the moment that they had together during the auction that was going on. So they had, they'd gone away, and he was like, you know, I don't feel safe. I need to leave. And, right. You know, she cried with them and hugged them, and she was like, I got you. And I was like, yes. I was so mad, yes. and I was like, when is she gonna listen? I was like, to him? she's got him. She's. And then, and then it happened. Um, and then he was like, "We gotta go." Mm -hmm. um, and then even when he he saw the pictures of her with these other people, right? I was like, "Okay, maybe her family hypnotized her too." Wow. <laughs> I was you, like, okay. I was okay. like, "Maybe her family, her family got her too. They they both need so to. She, okay. They both need to get out. <laughs> the, so that, the two of them need to get so, out right now." Um, okay, I see where you were. Okay. And I was like, okay, why can't she find her keys? <laughs> I was like, okay, you know, there's a, you know, usually a lot of stuff in purses. Oh, <laughs> she can't find it. Okay, okay. And my world came credit. crashing down. Yes. And she was like, you know, I can't give you them keys. Right. And I was like, no, <laughs> stop. No, I trusted you. <laughs> Um, so my heart was broken. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, from that point. And it actually goes to, you know, something I was having this discussion with a friend earlier, um, just regarding race relations. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think what tends to happen is that sometimes we do look at, you know, a white person who is woke or who, mm -hmm. who sort of gets it. And I think sometimes we might prop them up because it's a lot of times it's reassuring mm -hmm. to to see somebody who is willing to try to understand mm -hmm. what you're going through and willing to speak for you and use the power and privilege mm -hmm. um, that they have to do so. Um, so we were talking about Eminem in mm. particular. Um, the SNL episode or the um, diss track? Or the diss track, the Donald Trump, mm -hmm. and um, just how you know a lot of black people gravitate towards him and support mm -hmm. him for some of the things that he says and you know he might seem woke or like he he's standing up for a particular group of people mm -hmm. but in reality is he mm -hmm. and i think that's really the question that the movie asks is that these woke people these well-meaning people mm -hmm. do they really have your best interest mm -hmm. um in mind um you know they can turn 
their privilege on and off you know, uh, yeah. like a light switch yeah. um, and so that's to me that's the really dangerous part right. um, and it's and that's why I wondered had people walked away seeing mm -hmm. um, that piece of it seeing oh that's me or oh that that woman is evil you know she shouldn't have done that are they making that connection right that's a good point in terms of like to what level are they taking ownership mm -hmm. of some of the larger points that are being shared on the screen and I think for me the movie only heightened my like cultural paranoia mm -hmm. in terms of like So, I don't know if I use the phrase, like, woke white people, mm. but I will say stuff like, oh, they get it. And when I say it, I mean, like, something in particular, like a particular phenomenon of um, feeling as though, regardless of the movement, white people feel like they have claim to it or can mm -hmm. uh, capitalize on it. or So, if someone's able to, like, say that back to me, I'm like, oh, okay, they get it. Like, yeah. that one particular thing. Okay. And not that they get a carte blanche uh, pass mm -hmm. to be like, oh, you woke. Because mm -hmm. um, I think under that is still a level of distrust for me about, like, okay, so to what level of it, to what extent can I trust you? Mm -hmm. And it's never 100% for me. And so, I think that's what came up for me, like at the very on that very first scene. Like, I don't trust this. Mm -hmm. Something is about to happen. From the very, I was like, mm. <laughs> "What is he doing?" Right. Mm -mm, something is about. Mm -mm, see. <laughs> and it just stop, carried on. Stop, stop and it. the meter just kept getting turned up and up and yeah. up. Because um, I was looking for these, like, in my mind, I had these tests or this barometer in terms of, like, to what extent can I trust her with him? Mm. Um, and when she was passing my test. I was like, yep, check, <laughs> check, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's got his back, check. <laughs> and that's funny, because every time I felt like she kept not having his back. Yeah. And um, so it's so interesting that we, we need to watch this again. Yeah, like, I know. And like dissect it. I feel it's like white this... people. Uh, all right. <laughs> I'll go find some. We'll, we'll meet at my house. We'll put a post on Facebook, <laughs> yeah. a Twitter, a tweet. <laughs> hey, white people. <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that was good movie. It was good, mm -hmm. and so now um, it's in the comedy. Comedy uh, category for the Emmys, Oscars. Okay, same thing yeah. with me. Okay, so <laughs> Grammy, <laughs> <laughs> Grammy nominated movie. A Tony, yeah. uh huh. Uh, you got. Uh huh. Uh, so. Wait, when are the Oscars? Are they this year? I don't know. I did not just interchange them. How am well, I? I'm trying know? to figure out if by the time this podcast comes out, oh, and by the time 2017 wraps up, whether they would have won. Oh. So let's so do a do preemptive you... congratulations. Yes. Jordan Peele, yes. you get out. Thank you. knew you. you had it in you. Even though it's not a comedy. Um, and I think he even responded by saying it's more of a documentary. Yeah. On Was it Twitter? Yeah, it was on Twitter. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, 
But he has an upcoming show, right? Uh, was is it with HBO where he's gonna do like a Klansman something? Yeah, like Twilight Zone slash Klansman yeah. slash something else. It doesn't matter. I'm Keep scared. them coming. I'm scared. I'm scared we appreciate it. Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> let's do it and let's let's have the conversation after. All right, conversation. <laughs> but yeah. Let's do it and then let's just, just keep let's chat. We appreciate let's, you. Let's chat. <laughs> so this isn't the smoothest of transitions. Uh Segway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> that was good. That was good. So we live in Virginia, at least for the time being. Yeah. And <laughs> Back at the good old end of the summer, we had, um, there was some protests that occurred uh, on UVA's campus, University of Virginia in Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was around, the name of the protest is what? Unite the Right? Unite the Right. Unite the Right. Unite um, the White. I just made that up. It was what? right. Oh. Right, yeah. You gonna have me out here misquoting <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Unite the right. Right, and so um, as a result of that protest, and that was the infamous Tiki Torch protest with the white men going through campus, mm-hmm. um, yelling and screaming. Some would look like they had their uniform shirts on from work. Like you could clearly identify them. Like interesting. Yeah, white polo shirts, mm-hmm. and khaki yeah, pants, khaki and pants, tiki, tiki yeah. torches, and things. Um, and anger in their faces, um, red, red from screaming. Very angry. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. Very. What are you mad at? So I don't think it was that protest. I think it was the next day, um, that there was a counter protest, um, against them. And that's, um, when things got to a whole nother level of, Mm. um, people being beaten savagely or being run over by cars, Mm. um, and which one person lost their life. So. Um, so yeah, so we are what, three hours away from Charlottesville? Yep. And, um, I remember having two reactions to that. One was like, um, feeling numb and not like, I'm not impacted by that, but like, um, I guess the numb, numbness that comes with shock, like. That's wow. That's really close. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that, let me let me pull out a map. Charlottesville is not that far from mm-hmm. where we are, and um, I think we happen to be in a part of the state that's fairly blue, um, fairly liberal, at least according to the polls. And uh, well, according to Get Out, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> but which leads me to my point yeah. of like. Are we next? <laughs> like, are like in spite of that, are we next? Like, is are, is there about to be some Virginia Beach rally popping off? Like, so so sort of like that. I'm saying none, but I can't think of another. Maybe like almost like out of body. I don't know. Mm. I guess it was shock. Um, and then secondly, knowing that throughout the summer I had been working with a few college kids who were actually leaving or in the process of leaving to go to UVA's campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are. Um, I want to call them black kids, but they're not. They're adults, young young black adults, um, and being terrified for them, like, mm-hmm. oh no, like don't go to school, like like yeah. that was my other reaction, like don't do that. That's not good. So, um, 
So those were my first two reactions, and then subsequently that ending, uh, a turning and forming into rage, in which I talked about on the third episode. Mm, rage. <laughs> I think it was third. It doesn't matter. Um, I think it might be the fifth episode. It doesn't matter. But later on. Um, but yeah, so where are you with all of that? Or where were you, rather? Um... I don't, I don't think there was any level of shock or um, surprise at what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my surprise was more of the reaction that occurred in the the coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like this happen. I mean, not to that magnitude, but things happen every day. So the KKK doesn't march. Oh, I don't know. They might. They might march every day across the country. I don't. I don't keep track of their schedule. Oh, but okay. as far as I know, yeah. you know, my sources tell me that they don't. They don't march. Your every sources? Day. <laughs> yeah. We'll get into that later. <laughs> um, but I think racism occurs every day, and I think oh, yeah. black people have to walk around. Um, with that mindset and that that level of, um, you know, just protection right. from that. Um, so when you were talking about, you know, is Virginia Beach next? Are we next? Um, to me, it's that that's like every day. Mm-hmm. Like, when is something going to happen? When is someone going to see me and not like me for the color of my skin? Right. And going to cross that line to um, either be aggressive with me either verbally or physically Mm -hmm. Um, so to me there was just a level of so I was more surprised when people were like you know people people don't like black people or the KKK still exist or people are marching and I'm like yeah you know just because you're not holding rallies doesn't mean that that mindset isn't rampant Right. Um, across the U.S. So it was one of those things like, okay, you thought we were making progress, but we're not really. So what I mean is that the shock was about the level of organized ignorance and not like spontaneous mm-hmm. ignorance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Natural, embryo. Like that's yeah, not what I mean. Yeah. I mean like the level of organized tiki torches and like it was funny <laughs> yeah, and was stupid and, and, and dumb and <clears throat> like offensive like it just was so many things yeah it was so many things yeah i uh i mean it, it, it was sad what happened um but I, I i think for a lot of people it's moments like that that might open up their eyes to what's really happening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um in this country and what's really going on right um and that's where the real challenge happens is with that next step right. is same thing with the movie okay we saw this movie we got exposed to a little bit of someone else's experience right what are we going to do with that mm-hmm. um and so that's what i always watch for and that's the aftermath that i look for like okay this event happened. Okay, these things are happening. You know, immigration ban. Um, you know, these things, they just come up. And I just sit back and like, okay, what's going to come 
out of this. Right. Um, so you take a look at the shootings that occurred in Vegas and mm -hmm. in, Texas. Uh, in Texas, mm -hmm. and they're like, okay, these big impactful things, and you get consistent messages now is not the time to have this discussion now is yep. not the time and then what ends up Thoughts happening is we never have that discussion and mm -hmm. i feel like that that happens with a lot of different things it's just the illusion that we've had a discussion when um in reality nothing's been said right the problem's just been put out there again and the problem just continues but um, when you go look for some sort of legitimate change that has occurred um a lot of times it's not visible yeah i don't even know if we agree on what the problem is mm -hmm. <laughs> so that i think in terms of change there there's there's the problem <laughs> I, don't think, I don't know i don't know if we know what the enemy is yeah and also how it relates to or agree with the enemy to a, a, a bigger picture right. so charlottesville isn't the problem it's part of a bigger problem yeah so so people they look at charlottesville and they say that's sad and they um you know they are supportive of the counter protesters mm -hmm. in that particular moment right um but are you opening your eyes to see that there's a it's a larger picture that people still have this mentality mm -hmm. um that black people are lesser than and shouldn't be in this country and immigrants shouldn't be in this country mm -hmm. um and that everyone's going to hell so mm -hmm. are people opening up their eyes to that broader picture right or are they just taking a look and and seeing okay that was a very sad event that yeah, happened that, I think that that's not our country that not, is not the u.s that's not me that's not my family that's yeah. that other ring that you were yeah. talking about about well-meaning white people and then it's like uh, okay mm -hmm. you missed the point right. so whenever that comes out and i see that you see that so much on like social media like mm -hmm. twitter like hashtag this isn't us right. hashtag this is in the u.s right you know, and yes, it's it like, is. yeah, it is. Like <laughs> once you say yes, it is, then right. we can really start attacking right um, that problem. But that's right. just that's just not what's happening. Right. So. Why do you think that is? Privilege. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's sort of like it's. So if you've been a, in a position of power and privilege your whole life, to even open up that box and take a look at the bigger picture, mm -hmm. it's it'll blow your mind that this not only that this happens but that yeah, you're contributing to it mm -hmm. with your and benefiting from and it and benefiting from it yes. and no one wants to um knowingly contribute and benefit off of other people's oppression that's right. why you get those statements i'm not racist i'm not sexist i'm not right i'm not homophobic i'm not this or that I got because, black friends. yeah i mean it's not a good feeling to for someone to call you out and say those things and so whenever someone might um confront you with that issue people are quick to get defensive as right. opposed to really opening up their eyes and say you know what i do benefit from this system that's designed to keep these people down um what can i do to help make things equal or mm -hmm. to not profit off of this person's um pain right and so I, I don't know what it's going to take to get to that point, but that's that's what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. If this country really wants to progress, you know, as we say we do, mm -hmm. 
then those conversations need to be had. Mm. Just more conversations. More conversations. You know, you just need to, you just need to talk. So who do you think is responsible for starting that conversation? I know that's loaded. I don't know. <laughs> is it Colin Kaepernick? <laughs> you know who I had hoped? Who? Barack Obama. So didn't he have a speech? <sighs> didn't he do like a? It wasn't a state of reunion, but kind of yeah. around that like whole like beer gate and um, yeah, the, the Henry Louis Gates and the police officer getting arrested at his home. And so I had hoped that after his presidency. Oh, like once he was done. Yeah. Oh, okay. So um, that he would. So, it, understandably, there were certain things he couldn't speak on or he couldn't touch on as president. Right. Um, and essentially, whatever speeches he gave, he had to placate mm -hmm. the masses. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we we get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, but I felt like after leaving that office, it's really a time for him to be start start to talk about some of these issues because mm -hmm. even um you know because the kaepernick um thing happened when he was president and he right. spoke on that issue when he alluded to these are conversations that we need to have mm -hmm. um and i felt like he's someone who could be that voice and could be that leadership to start talking about these issues mm -hmm. um and really exploring some of the um, experiences of minorities in this country mm -hmm. um, and actually doing something to exercise that that change and make it happen mm -hmm. um granted it's only been a few months you know right so he he's just still, left this year. He, you know <laughs> he still has a while um to be able to do that he's but taking his mental health days right now yeah <laughs> so it's sort of like sean white mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. that is my hope for what Obama can do and what he can be. Really? Yes. Okay. I feel like that is what is needed. Okay. You don't agree? No. This is... <laughs> you don't think it's possible? <laughs> it's not that I don't agree. Um, I'm conflicted. So mm. there's a part of me like he has the ear of the nation of the world. Mm -hmm. um, and um I think he could be the one to initiate those conversations in which people could digest because we miss him so. Like, mm -hmm. we miss his face. We miss his smile. Mm -hmm. We miss his handwriting. We miss his walk. We miss, <laughs> we miss him. We miss, we miss his Michelle. dog, Coco. We're going to find a name of that dog <laughs> before this is done. Uh, <laughs> we miss okay. Michelle. We miss Chocolate. the girl. Like, we miss them. Like, yeah. like miss them like they were our auntie and uncle. So, mm -hmm. um, so he has the ear of us for, for sure. And then... Um, so I agree in that and in the way that we have heard him at this point talk about these issues and make sense of them and try to navigate his own. Because he even talked about, was it when Trayvon Martin died? Mm -hmm. um, it was Or Tamir Wright. Somebody he referenced, one of the two, about like that could have been my son. And so it was Trayvon. So, so. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so there is that part. 
then the other part of me is like feeling protective over them, like the family. Like mm. I feel like, I, like that's it. Like we need to protect them right now. Like just go and mm. you know. Not me. Malia's in in college, and mm. Sasha ain't got the college yet. Like I just. Nope. I'm just like they are national treasure. I nope, can't. They're ready. Like, oh my god! Like just. If not Barack, if something would have happened to them, good. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah, I'm conflicted. Like, mm-hmm. I get that. I get that. Um, yeah, I think that they could cut through some hurdles that other folks that would be there for other folks that wouldn't necess- that wouldn't be there for them because of what they have just done. You know, in these past eight years, mm-hmm. um, and at the same time feeling like protective over them, given like just the ugliness that we're living in mm. in our day to day um so yeah so it's not that i disagree i'm just feeling conflicted okay yeah yeah i don't want to protect them I yeah think. i know that you know you've they got secret service they're good uh, i think they need more they need they need double secret service <laughs> <laughs> they need to be out there they need secret um, service then they need like pookie in them they need like the <laughs> double layer <laughs> I think it'd be all right. Or Michelle. I think Michelle mm-hmm. as well. Um, but you can't have, you can't go to black women for everything. Like we starting a whole nother thing. Well, I said Barack first. <laughs> but if he doesn't want to do it, you know, we'll see. They just, well, just they're fresh in, out. Just fresh put out. us in charge then of everything. It's fine with me. Okay. You heard it here first, folks. So... <laughs> Your homeboy, your ace, yeah, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. He is citizen of the year. Whoop, whoop. Whoop. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, his protest, um, you know, sideline, um, kneeling. Yep. Um, which had been going on for months without much incident. Kind of. Not mushroom, but I can't think of what happened. I can't think of how to describe it. Um, well, it had been going on with incident, but it was mainly within the the football yeah. arena. And it, just, it really wasn't national to where people were boycotting. Right. Yeah, like something pulled that string. Like, what was that? Because I don't so, watch a lot of football, but I knew it was happening. So <laughs> so what really made that grow was him being blackballed. Mm-hmm. Um, by In terms the, of like being picked up. Okay. Yeah. Is so, that the right phrase? I got the right phrase? Okay, yeah. We'll okay, picked that. up. Picked up. That's not right? Signed something. That's not right because you're giving me the, the face know. like that wasn't. I think that's right. I feel like. I don't picked, watch that much football. I feel like picked up. On a team, is something. All right, like he didn't get picked to be on the team. <laughs> <It's> picked up. <laughs> he didn't get picked up um, to be on the team. Okay. I feel like if he had, um, then it wouldn't have turned into. So there's currently an NFL protest mm-hmm. because people are protesting um, the fact that he is yet to be signed and feeling like he is talented enough and has a. Um, track record or a resume that shows that he's capable of being one of the um, 32 starting quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the league. Um, yeah. And he does compared to a lot of people, a lot of the current quarterbacks 
um, who are getting an opportunity right now. Right. Um, and so that's really what made it turn into something bigger. And then the president, you know, sees an opportunity to chime in. The current president. The current president. Um, and so he made statements regarding um, he should be suspended, go take him, take the SOB off the field. Mm, yeah. And so then people were like, you know happened. what? He has every right to, you know, that's freedom of speech. That's his and, voice, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, same people who were denouncing him earlier, mm-hmm. like some of the owners. Right. And then Lincoln the, arms, right? The following Sunday, they come out linking arms. And, and some of them kneeling. And, and kneeling. Oh, we not even going to um, go out during not the, coming out. During the anthem. And so it turned into this huge production. Mm-hmm. And then people started boycotting the NFL mm-hmm. because of the protests. And Papa John's, apparently. And Papa John's started <laughs> making comments. And then they became the official pizza of, <laughs> of, the, KKK. of, the, of the KKK, <laughs> of the Nazis. It's like, um, we love you. We'll embrace you. I mean, I... Do enjoy Papa John's pizza. Don't 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 proclaim that. But we not you don't like them, it. We're not giving them no love. That's not. What but we're I have not eaten a slice of there it. There you go. That's what I needed to hear. Actually, probably over a year, but a pizza in general. Papa John's pizza. Oh. See, I started this protest way back. What's your favorite pizza? Um, you ever had Papa Murphy's? No, but I've heard you say this before. Yeah. What do you like it's about delicious. Papa Murphy's? It's take home pizza. You take it home and bake it, and it's oh, just. Oh, so you found like at the grocery store? No, they got a store. Oh, for real? Yeah, like right down the street. And you take it home and bake it? Anyways. <laughs> no, anyway. I'm learning like, like something. <laughs> we are not boycotting Papa Murphy's. <laughs> no, Andrew likes Papa Murphy's. I've never. Yeah, had you it. take it home and you bake it. So wait a minute, it's a store, and you get the raw pizza. So sort of like Subway, where they put it together. And then they wrap it up for you, you take it home. But why they won't bake, bake it, it though? That seems a little. Because you want it fresh. Okay. I want it fresh. <laughs> Anywho. Um, you ain't answering my favorite pizza. As I have said. <laughs> my favorite pizza <laughs> is Godfather's. I love Godfather's pizza. Never had it. Anyways. <gasps> so rude. So. <laughs> you gonna get me emails because me y'all on my favorite pizza. So Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> it's remember, heavy. This is heavy. We've been doing this for like ninety minutes. This is heavy, heavy, heavy. All right. Okay. So Papa Murphy's. No, is I'm really... done. I'm okay, over. So now. we gotta go back. Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> so my man Colin, right? Mm-hmm. So actually, what's ended up, ended up happening is that the original reason for the protest has gotten lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything and has turned into um, something that it wasn't even about. And that yeah, happened from day the, one. The national anthem protest is what they're calling it. Which yeah. Is not, that's not anybody protesting the national anthem. So it's, <laughs> yeah. So the intentions. All the veterans. It's not, it's not the veterans. So he is protesting to just highlight Essentially, police brutality mm-hmm. or inequality um, that happens in this country. Right. And so, out of that, people took... Um, he's protesting the flag, the he's anthem. He's like anti-American. He's like anti-American. That. He's protesting 
veterans. He's protesting cops. So the whole Blue Lives Matter got involved into that. And it's like, no. Right. What are you what are you talking You're about? The issue. Yeah. Um, you know, I saw people on Facebook just really pro cop and I'm like, Okay, that's cool. That's got nothing to that's do not, that's not the point. You know, he's not protesting good cop or mm-hmm. all cops. He's mm-hmm. protesting a specific problem mm-hmm. which is police brutality. Right. Um, and you know, that, that goes back to that one thing where people don't want to open their eyes and look at the whole problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's easier to say, no, we support our cops. We support our troops um, and our veterans. We love the flag in our country. That's easy to say. You can say that all day right. and win your argument um, in this country. And um, it also implies that not only that Colin Kaepernick doesn't support any of those things, mm-hmm. but then black people don't either. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. that creates a whole dynamic like what about black cops black veterans yep so it's it's turned into this uh dichotomy okay yes did yes I, did yeah. i use that in yeah. this appropriately that did i use two. it appropriately that it means two <laughs> it's turned into this dichotomy oh, well, wait a minute now you're going to dichotomous it's turned into this dichotomous mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this dichotomy where um people are being placed in a box so you're either this or that you're either black lives matter or blue lives matter mm-hmm. you're either black or white you're mm-hmm. it, it's um you either make american great again or alt left mm-hmm. um and Antifa, right yep is it, is yeah right? yeah i don't, I don't know how you say it a-n-t-i-f-a antifa? i don't know how you spell it i don't know how you say it i think it's antifa kind of cute antifa but i'm just playing are you sure that's how you say it? I think it's Antifa. I'm going to rock with it. Okay. I stand firm in my pronunciation. An- Antifa? Uh-huh. Not Antifa? I ain't never heard of Antifa. <laughs> I ain't never heard Antifa. <laughs> heard I actually it. never heard it actually pronounced. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Antifa is I've seen it written. Oh, so okay. in my head, I say... Antifa? Anti-F-A. <laughs> Which I think... The white the purpose of shortening it. <laughs> so, anywho, um, I think that's one of the biggest issues that's really just torn or continue to to separate people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, depending on their views, and I, I just wish people would, the people who don't like him for whatever reason would um, stop and take a look at what he's actually doing Mm -hmm. um you know he's putting his money where his mouth is and Mm -hmm. donating um you know i think a million dollars to various organizations um, that he supports and he's doing a lot for people who have been oppressed Mm -hmm. um so he's very deserving um of the award Mm Um, but people don't want to give him that. They just see the one action that he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and rather than even looking at the reason for the action. Well, it's so convoluted. I don't think people remember. But even from jump, they didn't want to. You know, they're no, like, no. Mm, no. Well, then that's the whole thing around. Because he was doing that in conjunction with the like Black Lives Matter protest. And it was all like this policing of the protest. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, you're doing it. Get out the interstate. Um, get all stand up when you're on the side, like all this, like yeah. 
your protest like is, this is how um, you should protest it's inconvenient to me and mm-hmm. you're not doing it right and you're doing it too loud mm-hmm. and now you too solid and now <laughs> yeah. you're not doing it right and he actually adjusted the protest because mm-hmm. he used to sit mm-hmm. uh, for the anthems initially and i believe he talked to one of his um former teammates who's a veteran mm-hmm. nate boyer is his name and they had a discussion and they said you know, it came out of it that it would be more respectful mm. if he were to kneel as opposed to just sit. Mm. For so that's a compromise. Yeah. That's a, hey, we don't like what you're doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. Right. Let me do this. Because mm-hmm. I still want to drive home the I'm message. Still protesting, yeah. Yeah, so I'm still protesting. But I, I can see what you're saying and how that could get misconstrued. Mm-hmm. So people don't even know that that's an adjusted right. protest. Right. Um. And it's one of those things where 50 years from now, it's like, what side of history are you going to be on? Because you take a look at the, you know, civil rights movement and, you know, the boycotts and the Mm sit-ins and those people in the pictures pouring things on, Mm -hmm. um, pouring food Mm -hmm. and drinks on people's heads. Or or shooting them. Yeah, shooting them. Or sticking animals. Fire hoses, everything. Batons. um, Mm -hmm. Beating them. Mm -hmm. Those people who felt what you're doing isn't right, you're out of order, you're Mm -hmm. disrespecting this country, Mm -hmm. you should be happy with what we've given you. Right. And see what side of history they're on now. Yeah. So what are you going to tell your kids and your grandkids when when Colin Kaepernick ends up being this national hero? Because... You made him one. Mm. He was just sitting silently. Uh, <laughs> he was just minding his business. Let me protest. His, minding his black business. He was minding his black business. There you go, Colin. Just, just sitting <laughs> and protesting. Right. And the hate and disdain that um, came and the uproar has turned him into somebody for people to gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. Um, it's turned him the into, message citizen of the the year mm-hmm. um and he's going to be in the history books mm-hmm. and they made him they, they turned him into into a folk hero um so i think that's probably because i think we can talk about this all day so i think this is a good place to transition okay because we have spent Segway. yes <laughs> plenty of time <sighs> like picking at the scabs that is america yeah where, we in a real bad way right now. So, <laughs> and in trying to be more positive in, in this particular episode, well, in all episodes, but mm. you know, we definitely want to leave people on a high note. Mm. What for you and looking ahead mm. to 2018, yep. what is your <clears throat> hope? Uh, what do you hope for either us or yourself or mankind? <laughs> survival okay (laughs) i hope we make it um yeah well i hope we make it to 2018 so we still got (laughs) we still got 31 days (laughs) 31 days left um but i need to pre-publish this (laughs) (laughs) but my hope for uh 2018 is that we take that next step um, of actually having that conversation, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't believe it's going to fully happen. Um, but I think, you know, especially recently, um, I sort of compare it to 
um, you know, the the powerful white men who are being brought down due to, mm. you know, the sexual assault allegations, mm-hmm. um, because people are finally opening up their eyes to the experience of white women right yeah. now, but hopefully, you right. know, it, it'll get to a point where they're opening up their eyes to the experience of all women mm-hmm. and starting to believe, wow, this is ha- what you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to work and you have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. You, you know, your personal life, you have to deal with that. Even out on the street, just, mm-hmm. just walking and living life, you have to go through that. So people are believing that and people are starting to call for action Mm -hmm. and starting to hold um, people, the perpetrators, and um, accountable for their actions. So there's a level of accountability in that they lose their job or they're sent to treatment for like three days. So there's a level of accountability as in... And the thing with this country is that it's it's, it's not very forgiving sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, and I guess we'll we'll see we'll see what ends up happening to yeah, Louis C.K. Fresh, and yeah. um, Kevin Spacey whether they'll ever act mm-hmm. again whether they'll have you know roles. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Lau, again. Charlie Rose, yeah, will they be back on TV? So I guess the part that I'm thinking is like, so there's a level of accountability in that they don't have that job that they currently had anymore. Yes. Um, should they be prosecuted? Like, I feel like, where's the criminal trial? Like, aren't these things illegal? Yes. That, that so, feels like the accountability part. So to me, that, that, that public accountability is even a huge first step. Mm-hmm. Um, even the acknowledgement that, and people are like, how come no one's ever said anything? Or why do people wait so long to say something? Right, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, that, that's another, uh, another conversation. But it's, you know, one, it's made public. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what this person um, has, has done. Mm-hmm. But what it also does is... You know, all men right now are like, oh, Scared. my goodness, mm-hmm. um, what did I do? <laughs> you know, you know let me, lives. yeah, let me reevaluate my life mm-hmm. and let me reevaluate my, what I'm going to do from here on out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be more mindful. Um, right now it might be more mindful because I don't, I don't want to get sued or I don't want to lose my job. Right. But eventually it could get to a point where I need to be mindful because these these are humans. <laughs> these, that would these, be people, nice. right. these people are equal. Are deserving of respect. Are yeah. deserving of the same respect that I feel I'm entitled to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what I want to see is that conversation being had in regards to race relations as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, for when someone calls an institution out or a specific person out um, for being racist or having um, racially unfair tactics, mm-hmm. that they are held accountable as well that they get removed from their positions before that they can do any um, additional damage right and for people to be scared you know what i need to think twice Mm -hmm. about my hiring practices i need to think twice about um you know my stance on this or what i say or Mm -hmm. what i tweet um because i know that people will hold me accountable Mm -hmm. for my actions Mm -hmm. Um, so i think if we can start progressing towards that um, and start talking about these things and saying, hey, women women are human. 
Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're equal. They're not second-class citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start changing the um, structure to the I start. argue that we created without us, there is no you. But that's, that's a okay. whole other thing. That's true. Without <laughs> you, there's no me, I guess. Right? Right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for my existence. Um, you Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping that happens in regards to... Um, race relations where those discussions can start being believed um, mm-hmm. instead of being dismissed. Yeah. What about you? My hope for 2018. If we make it, yeah. We're going to make it. If we don't we have any it. other choice. We got too much on the line. We're uh, going to have to okay. make sure we take more naps, drink our water, <laughs> <laughs> eat some green veggies. Drink our purple drink. Um, <laughs> So 2018 is a whole slew of elections coming. Mm. Um, and uh, well, actually, December 12th, my home state of Alabama, I need y'all to come through. I really need y'all to come through. And because um, we have uh, Doug Jones Doug versus Jones. Roy Moore. It sounds like a like a battle, uh, not a battle, but a boxing match almost <laughs> the way that their names sound. Roy uh, Moore, yeah. <laughs> Um, so there are a lot of elections at stake in the upcoming year. And I think that over the 11 months, we have sort of seen a track record of, um, Republicans sort of making these concessions, um, in spite of the greater good, like in spite of the American people, what's best for the American people. Mm-hmm in a way that's sometimes hard for me to, like, I find myself, like, talking to the TV. Like, are you serious that you don't think people need health care? Like, wait a minute, mm. are you serious that you're going to ban people from seven countries to come? Wait, are you, wait a minute, are you serious? Like, people just went away on vacation and tried to come back home and they couldn't? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, are you serious? Like, so, and so, I, so it's like, like, these basic human, like, rights that I feel like I, didn't have to, they weren't on my radar to question, mm-hmm. um, are now like part of the everyday like dialogue around like, are you serious? And so right now the thing that's on the table is the tax reform mm-hmm. um, bill. And so, um, <clears throat> so there's all these things. I mean, those are, those are a few things and a long list of things, um, in terms of the, the decisions that need to be made. Um, and so, my hope is that we all do what we need to do when it comes time to vote in 2018 to get the people in power that represent your interest. Mm. Um, and I think if you look at the polls, I think black women have done that. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> black women are great. Thank you. That's how we... Yeah. Well, we want more than that too. But anyway, oh, okay. so... Uh, no, but the point... No, seriously. But the So the point is that yeah, we have, there are conversations that need to be had. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, this sort of intersects with our ability to sort of change who is sitting in those seats in Congress. Um, those people pay attention, you know, we pay attention to the people who are being silent when the press asks them about their particular voting decision around something. Yeah. Um, or choosing to be complicit or choosing to lie to us about mm-hmm. something. Um, and... I think people have said, you know, in these informal ways that that's not who we are, that doesn't represent us. But let's 
put your money where your mouth is, right? When you go into that booth behind that curtain, vote in the way that you're thinking now. So um, I know these elections are coming up. My hope is that we turn out in a lot of ways and that we don't let the feeling of hopelessness or despair keep us from getting there because that sometimes can take over like well how is this gonna make anything different well these people actually have votes mm. and, <laughs> and they're gonna do what you tell them to do if you if you're that constituent um but the person in charge needs to reflect your interest so um yeah that's my hope for 2018 is that we vote like we've never voted before um and turn this thing around yeah some things have gone astray maybe hmm. we can maybe we can do something Okay, that's pretty hopeful. <laughs> I have a drink. I think mine was easier. Let's just talk. Let's just let's just talk a little bit. I said it was both. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's a whole nother conversation. So much work. Oh, you gotta get up. Well, okay. So before we before we wrap up, I want to say thank you, Andrew, for mm-hmm. joining me um, on this particular podcast. I felt like it was necessary to find a way to um, talk to the mind of my black business family and wrap up the year. Um, And, you know, with this new podcasting journey, it's been fun. Mm -hmm. And you have been instrumental to that um, in editing all my beeps and errors and bloops. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for that. Uh, You've been mad supportive because I have, um, you know, turn to you to as my sounding board or voice mm. of reason from time to time. You help me navigate the music, which yeah. people love. The music the is great. Blazing Beats. Big Blazing, big, shout out. Shout out to Blazing Beats. We don't know who you are. <laughs> we got to meet him. Like. Right. But people love you, man. So. <laughs> they think he's black and Asian. We don't, we don't know. Do you think that's where his name came from? I think so. Otherwise, that's kind of strange. Blazing. Just Blazing. Blazing Beats. Shout right. out Blazing Beats. Shout out to Blazing Beats. Shout out to Andrew. Shout out so, to Andrew. Whoop, whoop. Did you just shout out to yourself? Yeah. I don't think that's how that I'm works. I'm just repeating everything. You said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to wrap this up. Any last words? Wrap it up, B. Oh, my God. Um, Andrew, who's the huh? top five or, top five rap artists of all time? Dylan, 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 Dylan. All right. And so on the... <laughs> Man, it's not hot. <laughs> All right, we'll see you later, people, and have a good 2018. So if you want to know more and you like what you heard, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast. Also, follow the movement on our website, MindingMyBlackBusiness.com, and on our Facebook and Instagram pages under Minding My Black Business, and on Twitter under Minding My Black Biz. So peace and blessings to us all, family. And when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, let them know that you're minding my black business.